Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Catholic Youth Ministry Podcast. Home for your practical and inspiring formation for your pre- professional vocation. Okay, How are you doing, Edmund? Start over. Start over. Start over. I've ruined it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the to Catholic th- Youth Ministry Podcast. No! Freaking stop! <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome to the... Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Catholic Youth Ministry Podcast, your home for practical and inspiring formation for your professional vocation. Well done. My name is Edmund. This is Nick. And we're here with our producer, Faith, who was born without arms and legs. Not true <laughs> in the slightest. I can, I can see all the limbs. So uh, today we had a great episode uh, last week, probably, is when you heard it. Who knows? We're just at know, some point. We're kind of doing this. But uh, today we're talking about we're starting at we're starting at like first premises here. Yeah. We're starting at the very beginning. Premises. So today in this episode, Nick, we're talking about what is youth ministry. Yeah. That's what we're gonna be talking about. A lot about. of people don't know. <laughs> That's not a lot of people don't know what youth ministry is, and we're gonna fill you in right now. The parents now. don't know. The youth don't know. The uh the founding parishioners of your parish don't know. The business ministry. manager doesn't know. <laughs> the Knights of Columbus don't know. Your local parish council doesn't know. The Boy Scouts don't know. The local Protestant pastor doesn't know. The, <laughs> Dude, you got me. You the went Boy Scouts of America <laughs> don't know. I already said that one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so a few caveats for this episode, right? So we uh, just to recap, we've talked about how this podcast is about a, a large framework for how to approach youth ministry. Well, long-term professional parish ministry um, to youth. And we talked a little bit about how we do want to go into some of the theory and vision and, and this like big picture stuff. But, um, you know, oftentimes when I've tried to talk about like defining youth ministry or defining some of these terms, mm-hmm. it can be easy to get like bogged down by a lot of the church documents and stuff like that. And like uh, being exact. And so, I mean, if you're a nerd, I mean, <laughs> definitely. So I'm not saying that that isn't important. And I definitely think we're going to give some recommendations of some documents, church documents and important documents that you should read to, uh, but, but primarily we want to talk as if to a friend. So if yeah. you just got into youth ministry, the way Jesus talked, the way to. Jesus talked, if you just got into youth ministry and you know, we were out at lunch and we were talking about what actually is youth ministry. So imagine, um, you just got into your full-time position as a youth minister. You're sitting mm-hmm. across the table and someone asks you, or we ask you, you know, what is youth ministry? What's your definition of youth ministry? Mm-hmm. And I think this is important because if we don't start with this, uh, like, like the, the answer to this question shapes everything else you do. It shapes the way your week uh, is structured. It shapes yeah. the way you view success. It shapes, you know, how bad you beat yourself up. It shapes the things mm. you do, the things you don't do. It shapes the way you talk about ministry. Uh, it shapes the way you structure your volunteer teams. It shapes the way you talk yeah. to parents, to talk talk to youth. So this really, I think, changes everything. Agreed. It, it begs the question, like, what what does your youth ministry hinge on? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, what what do you identify like in your youth ministry to that you know is successful, that is bearing fruit? Yeah. Uh, you know, if it is doing either of those, and yeah. so it just really begs the question of just what what how, how do you quantify that, and and how do you structure that in your youth ministry and in communicating that to even your staff members first mm-hmm. um, and then to the rest of the parish. I think when I make any like large change in the youth ministry, I make sure that my receptionist knows mm, yeah, my, or my, my pastor first yeah. <laughs> and then my receptionist knows and, and then the rest of my staff in, in the event that anybody asks about yeah. like a youth ministry thing that they know exactly, or at least I, I sent them an email yeah. <laughs> so I can yeah, say yeah. like, oh yeah, he sent me an email about that. Like, let me pull that up for you so they can, you're like, I mean, you, you have an army on some, or maybe you do, maybe you have a small militia <laughs> as a staff. Maybe you have a club. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but, but it all starts uh, somewhere too. And, and I think the, the defining what youth ministry is will, will d- define how, it is implemented in your parish too. And so it really, my, my, my go-to, you know, if I had to start right now, Wait, my, don't give the answer. Are you about to give the answer? I don't think I'm about to give the oh, answer. Okay, okay. Your go-to for what? No, my, my go-to is having that conversation, even though it, it might be a difficult conversation mm-hmm. with your pastor yeah, yeah. or, or your immediate supervisor. Maybe yeah. you report to the director of faith formation, director of religious education, director of evangelization, and catechesis, director of, whoever else. I mean, if you're a youth minister and you report to the business manager, I'm going to pray for you a lot, (laughs) but still it is worth having that really difficult conversation conversation of what youth ministry 
So what was your experience in youth ministry like? So um, obviously we're talking about, I mean, we have experiences in America, in the 21st century of youth ministry. Yeah. So, But what was your uh, experience of youth ministry before you, because you went on net. Um, yeah, yeah. Before you went to college, went on net, Loved and it. then were exposed to other um, youth ministries around the world. Like what was your experience uh, growing in, up? Yeah, and your like idea yeah. of youth ministry. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> youth ministry <laughs> for me, uh, is was at the parish where I currently am at right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, my youth ministers gave me a tremendous opportunity to dwell with some amazing people. They really created a place of, of like amazing, like belonging. Like I really felt that I belonged to that space. Uh, and the people that were there were there every single week. Uh, you know, they fed us, they give us soda. And, but also on, on the other hand too, I, I wasn't exactly sure why I was there. I had an older brother who's about 15 months older than me. And so he wanted to go to the youth group. And so I went to the youth group too. And then I noticed that there were some like cute girls there too. So I just kept coming because of that. And then, uh, and then one of my youth ministers at the time just asked like, Nick, would you like to lead one of the nights? And I remember thinking like, I have no idea what to do, mm. but I remember thinking like, okay, yeah, sure. I, I want to be perceived as a good kid, you know, like a, a, a good Christian and so I was like, sure, I'll do it. And I remember uh, they asked me to do a night on the commandments. And I had, I, prob- I probably couldn't even tell you like all 10 of them or yeah. whatever. So I remember like Google searching like Wikipedia. This is like 2006 or 2007 or something like that. We had all the commandments uh, in. And, and it was <laughs> at that time, <laughs> at that time it, it had been updated. At that time we had the got, firmware. We'd gotten all of them. <laughs> and I remember, uh, man, it's kind of crazy that... Uh, I mean, despite not knowing actually how to write curriculum, deliver a talk or anything, or actually have like one point to really like hone in on or something like that, my youth ministers definitely gave me the opportunity to actually craft that. Mm. I didn't know how to do it, but I remember actually setting aside the time to actually do it. Uh, And who knows why, but me as a youth minister now, and then me as the 16, 17 year old that was trying to frame a talk to a bunch of other high schoolers like man like I I'm sure like me looking back at that now I would have been like wow that was really interesting yeah. so what was your <laughs> but at the, at the time like it 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 I, I remember really like searching for our Lord for like for the first time mm-hmm. you know and me being very like ill-equipped not knowing how to do anything but presented with the opportunity might not have been the best talk or maybe the best teaching. There probably was some heresy yeah. there, but that, that was my, that was my door into like the like ministry output world. And so that was my experience of youth ministry. It was uh, very service oriented as well. Uh, essentially my youth ministers gave me a great community. Yeah. Uh, and then we were sent out on the mission of Christ. Yeah. So community and service, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, d- definitely. Uh, and so then after that um, I graduated, then eventually I, I got to serve uh, two terms with net ministries uh, which I, I owe a ton to. If, uh, if it wasn't for Net, I would not uh, be serving in parish ministry today. Uh, they invested in me uh, a, a ton, and it was a very discipleship-focused ministry, very charismatic ministry as well. And, and I, I like to profess that I actually uh, really, really was open to uh, the Lord and the Holy Spirit's promptings. And, and that's serving on Net, that's when I decided that I, I wanted to do uh, this for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, and so I experienced massive conversion there, met a ton of incredible people who ended up being uh, some groomsmen, people that I still keep up with to this day, uh, and people that I look up to incredibly um, in the ministry world. I, I would not be what I am without without you or, or, or without them as well. So I agree. You they, wouldn't be who you are without me. <laughs> so they, they were a huge... Right, <laughs> Get it. 100% for sure. No way. I, yeah, I, I owe a ton to, uh, that ministry. I'm incredibly thankful for them, uh, for, for that kind of uh, spiritual formation. I, I remember even going to my first year on that ministry is I remember going still not quite fully, um, like in belief that a God existed. Mm-hmm. I almost didn't bring my Bible to that. Uh, I'd never prayed a rosary by myself before. It was, it was very interesting how I actually got onto net. My brother had served on, uh, with the ministry before. Um, and at that time, um, I would just wasn't at peace with what I was doing at the time in college. And I just decided, yeah, yeah, who cares? I'm just going to do this for a year. That, that'll be fun. That'll yeah. be like summer camp yeah. or something like that. 
Um, and I remember going to uh, net training. I remember seeing all like, I think at the time there was only like a hundred missionaries, only like eight or nine teams. And I remember seeing all of them and I remember seeing like, man, something is very different about them. Uh, and I was like, that, it's interesting. And then I, then I figured out that I was just the odd one out. I remember thinking like, okay, I could either just put on this mask, you know, and just go on the entire year or that I could just dive headfirst into what they're into. And it looked like that they had come from really solid youth ministries mm. and just really solid, you know, discipleship relationships. And, and I was just soaking it all in Yeah, and uh, experienced just massive, massive transformation that year. I got invited to serve a second year. And uh, the first year I served on retreat ministry, the second year I served on parish-based ministry, and that was what really, really, uh, I guess, set in my heart like a uh, the, the beginning love for like parish ministry. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed at the whole parish for uh, the nine months. We assisted the youth minister uh, in the youth ministry nice, but then also uh, one-on-one discipleship and small group discipleships and extreme evangelistic outreach. We would go. Um, have lunches with kids at the public schools, schools at the high school and the middle school, and then also the Catholic school as well. Uh, and it was in a really small town. It's about a town of maybe 20, 30,000 people. So I really felt like we exhausted all of like the ministry, ministerial outreach there. Uh, seriously. And like, like we couldn't go anywhere without people knowing like who we were. They knew that we were on the net team, whether they knew what the net team was, they, they knew the net team was at this one parish. Yeah. And so thus they knew what the parish was and uh, I met a ton of amazing people. Then later went to the university of St. Thomas, got my degrees and then, as soon as I was done with that, I was, I think I was considering like maybe teaching or something like that um, or doing parish work. And at the time I was just like, there's nothing else that I'm equipped to do right now, given my net ministries background and uh, the formation that I got at St. Thomas than, you know, to do youth ministry. Yeah. And so I got into it uh, with uh, the rigor and vigor that I had, uh, but did not have uh, any know-how. So when it came to defining a youth ministry, I'm not sure that I could adequately define it. I just knew that I could do it because I came from an extremely relational ministry. And then I was formed afterwards too. And so I I was really wowed or just overcome by like the wonder and awe of our Lord while serving with net ministries. And I didn't have any of the formation. And so I went into the formation at St. Thomas, just being massively in love with our Lord and just wanting to read all of the reading assignments that yeah. <laughs> these priests would assign or things like that, or my moral theology professor would assign yeah. or my ethics professor would assign. Cause I was like authentically searching. And I, and I think that's still bearing fruit to this day. I still make time uh, to study as a youth minister, but I mean, I just uh, came from a Hispanic family. I mean, we're, I'm full Mexican. I look as white as can be. Full Mexican. Full Mexican. I'm full, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, all we we really did is that we, we prayed before meals and my parents made sure that we went to mass every single Sunday. Uh, other than that, that was the extent of our formation other than just going to youth group. But I didn't really ever stop to consider the uh, why or if uh, this Jesus person actually existed. Yeah, and I think um, for people who are listening, you know, you're hearing, and I think many people have this experience, but some people don't, a broad range of experiences of youth ministry. Yeah. So there's in your high school, this, um, you know, service oriented community of belonging. Very much. Mine. Yeah. Yours is very different than mine. Very right? different. Uh, well, kind of similar. I mean, a very small parish that had yeah, mine, not a very huge. Mine was ministry. pretty big. Yeah. Or, I mean, or it seemed really big. Well, but in the sense that like, uh, ideally or, um, at its core, the components were service and community. Okay. Um, and then you have other types, you know, I was kind of exposed to, I knew what life teen was. I knew there were local parishes that had life teen. See, I didn't. Okay. I think like growing up, like I had no conception of what life teen was. I hadn't really experienced it. And, uh, so anyway, so like what, um, what some people, uh, maybe have or don't have is this very broad experience of things that youth ministry, uh, does like, like retreats, bake sales, talks, bake sales, fundraisers, service events, community, fun, mission mission trips. And so a lot of times um, we see a lot of these things. We don't stop to think like, what is actually youth ministry and should it exist? Yeah. How does it fit into a parish? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Should youth ministry exist? Is that what you meant? Or should like these? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Just should youth ministry in general um, exist? So uh, we, like we said, we want to start with kind of like a working framework or definition of youth ministry, like a way to place it and a way to place it that isn't, um, obviously there's going to be cultural context, yeah. one, and there's going to be um, a historical context, like what year 
you're in, like the era you're in, the needs of that time period and that geographic location. But for the most part, I think what, what we want to talk about is something that's a working definition that should work in most places with a parish that yeah. wants to do youth ministry. Yeah, but what, what, what was your youth ministry experience like? Uh, so, yeah, like... Because yours is very different than mine. Yeah, I mean, it was like a group of, you know, 10 kids who would meet up to talk about to talk about raising money for the next World Youth Day. Oh, nice. And maybe go through some, like, Mark Hart Bible study uh, and to maybe, I don't know, put on, like, a kickball tournament. And it was just, like, I don't know, five or 10 of us okay. with, a, with a unpaid volunteer college student Okay. Um, shout out to Eddie who would, you know, cart us around in a car and we'd go Eddie. Yeah. And we'd go get pizza and then we'd just like hang out. So, um, we did every now and then I think we had a, like a retreat of some type, okay. um, but that was pretty much it. And then went to college. Uh, I interned at a life team parish near me, uh, over one summer. Um, and then had some experience of youth ministry at college. I was on core team. Um, okay. and then, through like traveling around and seeing other parishes and hearing about other parishes, that's when I started get, getting exposed to like this broader vision of what a youth ministry could actually do. And then you add on top of all of that, the experience of, so that was in Florida. Mm -hmm. Then I, I did youth ministry in Toledo, Ohio, and then contrast like right Midwest, North, North, North East ish area with Texas ministry yeah. and Texas ministry, man, everything's bigger. Everything's very different. It's just huge. So, so this, 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 um, large spectrum of ministry. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I feel like we should talk a little bit about maybe the history of youth ministry in America. Okay. Um, and this again, like this is just broad. If I wanted to get you up to speed really quickly, um, you know, you have Catholics Catholic parishes in America. Mm -hmm. And in the 1930s, there was this um, organization that was founded um, by a priest, uh, CYO. CYO. Yeah, and so CYO was a way to get kids off the streets and into <laughs> sports. Stop selling drugs, Stop kids. selling drugs, right? And so it was or, uh, Catholic Youth Outreach, I think was what it was called, right? Yeah, uh, I, so, I mean, people still talk about it to this yeah, day. So there's still CYO sports, right? Yeah. But the idea was like if we could get kids into boxing or into football or something or soccer, um, we're giving them an organized structured place to go mm -hmm. after school. Uh, and you like, think of like, you know, um, in these places, yeah, just places all, I think a lot of this was, um, in these small places of like Irish Catholic communities and like poor Irish Catholic communities or all, all these different immigrant parish churches, um, where there's not, there's not any after school activities. It's just like, I mean, Kids are just kind of out doing doing whatever kids do after school, and selling so drugs. Yeah, and so I think the idea was that this priest um, uh, started CYO Sports. Then uh, over time, you start getting the catechesis model, right? So you start getting like parishes should you have the Catholic school model kind of blending over into Catholic parishes, mm -hmm. and then you have the confraternity of Christian doctrine or Catholic doctrine, which is like mm -hmm. CCD which is like a Christian doctrine or Christian doctrine, which is a non Catholic school based, but it's all very intellectual. And so the idea uh, during this kind of time in the church in America is that, well, you're getting your faith at home. You're culturally Catholic, you're raised Catholic, your family's mm -hmm. Catholic. And so you just have to be taught the intellectual side of the faith. Like you just have to be, you just have to be taught. Um, and so that's where we kind of have this era, you know, leading up to Vatican II. It's a, that um, was primarily very doctrine uh, based, very memorization, rote memorization. Um, so anyways, I mean, I'm probably doing this a great disservice, but I want to keep it as short as possible that that was um, a lot of what was going on. Also, another thing to mention too, is that um, and I'm getting all the years really confused here, but um, the counter reformation, the church's counter reformation, mm -hmm. the Protestant reformation, the idea was that people just didn't know their faith. And so a very, like a very important part of the Counter-Reformation was that people needed to just learn. They needed to know the doctrines of the faith. So you always have these like swings back and forth, and it's not to say that one era was wrong or, or that something was, was um, yeah, it was necessarily wrong. It's just that, uh, especially in America, as you have the Christian family crumbling and faith in a family crumbling, you have what we are experiencing in the modern world and what uh, Pope John Paul II and Pope Paul VI were kind of calling for, which was like modern man no longer um, 
we can no longer take for granted that modern man believes in a God. Mm-hmm. And so we need to figure out a new way to reach modern man with the gospel and convince them to believe before we teach them the faith. Sure. So that's kind of like a, a rough outline of that, right? So then out of Vatican II, we have this new call for this new evangelization, which just means like we can't take for granted anything of Catholics or non, like we can't take for granted that modern yeah. man believes in a God, mm-hmm. uh, trusts God, yep. and has, like you said, it wasn't until you met Jesus that you were interested in learning everything about him. Right, right, right. Like the, the love that I had for the person uh could only grow by knowing more. Yeah. And the, the, the more that I knew, the more that I loved too. So that, that was just, so now I want to, now I want to, now I want to get into a little bit of um, maybe kind of like the theological biblical kind of like roots of um, parish youth ministry. Right. So we'll say this, that um, youth ministry, we could say is the activity of the church to accomplish the mission of God. Mm-hmm specifically with youth entrusted to their care. Right. So it's the activity of the church. And we could say it's the activity of your parish to accomplish the mission of God specifically to youth. Mm-hmm. And so um, we'll talk a little bit about who has the responsibility for youth ministry in a second. But um, this definition starts with this mission of God. So then the next question is, what is the mission of God? Like, what is God's mission? What's his like plan? And um, I'd encourage you to read through Ephesians chapter one verses like, I think it's like two through 14. You can, you can hear God's plan of salvation there. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're talking about a very specific mission of God that encompasses everything else. And the catechism summarizes this really beautifully. The very first paragraph tells us the mission of God. And it's a paragraph that's so important uh, that we've kind of tried to memorize it. Right. So that, Let's trade off every word. Let's, no, let's, not let's do it. No, no, no be I, I believe. I believe. It'll in be our, I believe in us. Uh, we can do it. No. So the the catechism paragraph one it says this: God infinitely perfect, perfect <laughs> and blessed, blessed in himself, himself in a, a plan, plan of sheer goodness, goodness freely created man to share in his own most blessed blessed life. life. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Nailed it. At the heart of that, you hear that me- that mission, right? God's mission is to make man share in his life. Yeah. And so everything else fits into that mission. And so the, you could say, and Barbara Morgan, um, who is the, the co-founder of the catechetics department at Franciscan University, when she kind of explained this, I love the way she said this. She said, the father has that mission and he sends his son to, to make that mission, that plan uh, effective to like make it effective, to mm-hmm. offer his life, death, and resurrection, to, mm-hmm. to make that plan effective. And then the Father and the Son send the Holy Spirit into the church and into the life of his disciples mm-hmm. to, to actually like affect the plan in the life of disciples of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So the Father has the mission, he sends his Son, and then the Father and the Son co-mission mm-hmm. uh, the Holy Spirit to go and make that plan come alive in us. This is like the sacramental like, um, what do you call it? The economy of salvation that in all of that's how the mission happens in my life. Um, but more specifically, the father sends the son, Jesus, you know, dies on the cross. He tells the apostles, it's better that I go so I could send the Holy spirit Mm -hmm. and that you are now sent. You are now sent. And in Matthew 28, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. So Jesus institutes the church sends the Holy Spirit to inspire and to make, to not just like inspire and like rah, rah, but like to actually, yeah, to, to fill with his spirit. And then that church both pours out sacramental grace to affect that mission in our lives, but also the Holy Spirit stirs up in us um, that mission. So then we take that with these apostles that are sent, right? These bishops that are sent, mm-hmm. they'll go into the whole world. So the whole world is divided into dioceses. So we say a bishop says, this is my diocese. So the diocese of Raleigh or the diocese of Toledo, the diocese of of Fort Worth, right? And so in that diocese, that bishop is entrusted with the mission of God for all of his diocese, every single person, Mm -hmm. not just the Catholics, not just the non-Catholics, not just the Protestants, every single person in his diocesan boundary is um, who he's responsible for bringing the mission to. So the bishop says, crap, this is a lot of people mm-hmm. in some cases, right? So in his literal thought, yeah. Yeah, that's literally He's his like, thought. Oh crap. Oh crap. 
Uh, so then we have local parishes. And the word parish means, um, it comes from this word that means like to sojourn with, to travel with. And a parish boundary is not the building, it's the parish uh, the parish boundary. It's a geographical location. So which, a, which some don't make any sense at all. Yeah, some make absolutely <laughs> no sense. But a diocese, ideal, or technically, theoretically, is split up into smaller parish boundaries. Yeah. So the bishop entrusts that mission to a pastor to pastor every soul in that parish boundary. Mm-hmm. And what is his responsibility? Not just to teach them, not just to govern them, but to affect the mission of God, to help, to help bring to fulfillment the mission of God, that that the, the plan of salvation that God has for every single person in that parish boundary. Mm-hmm. So then the pastor says, "Get this, get this." Get, he says, it, "Oh get crap, this, get this." <laughs> so then the pastor says, "Oh crap, <laughs> I have all these parishioners." And so, uh, throughout history in America, what has developed is the pastor sharing that mission mm-hmm. with first and foremost with parents. But then secondly, yeah. we have this development of uh, part-time, then full-time paid uh, uh, parish workers. Mm-hmm. And I think I think if I'm correct, like it, it started with religious, but then it quickly got to a point where we had so many parishes and so many churches that it moved into lay, um, lay full-time parish ministers who were mm-hmm. not usurping the role of the pastor, but who were co-missionaries with the pastor Mm -hmm. and helping bring about that mission of God for certain age demographics or certain responsibilities of the parish. So this is where now we get to youth ministry, right? So what is the youth minister? The youth minister is the person who's sharing the responsibility of bringing the mission of God to a specific age demographic in that parish boundary. Mm -hmm. So your job as the youth minister is to help the pastor and every single father and mother and everyone in the parish boundary uh, like answer the invitation to be part of this mission, part of this plan of salvation to be, to share in God's divine life. And that is the role of youth ministry in the parish. And it's very different than just community or just teaching or just a fun place to have a positive environment. It's different than just service it encompasses everything. And the church would say, actually, that the way that you help someone answer the call of God to share in his divine life, we would call that the process of evangelization. Mm-hmm. That is evangelization. Mm-hmm. And there are many moments in it. There's you know, this pre-evangelization stage. There's catechesis and what does it mean to be a disciple. There's ongoing you know, going deeper into your faith and mystagogy, learning your vocation and your ministry. But the whole thing is called a process of evangelization. So, and I'm going to stop for a second, but so um, we could say that youth ministry is a parish process of evangelization aimed aimed at a specific age group. So that's, that's kind of like we've said before, the activity of the church to accomplish the mission of God, uh, but we could, we could adjust that a little bit to say, Youth ministry is the parish process of everything that takes a person from knowing nothing about God to answering the invitation to personal relationship with him, to answering the invitation to be initiated into the sacraments of the church fully, to then being sent out on mission. That whole process Mm -hmm. is youth ministry at a parish. So youth ministry is a parish process of evangelization aimed at a specific age group. And the, the ability also for those youth to participate in that mission, to share their gifts and talents and their vision uh, and, and their and their yeah and their gifts in youth ministry. So it's not just something we do to youth; we also incorporate them into the body of Christ so they take that role as missionaries in the parish. Yeah, I, I feel like often like youth ministries are are just only around because uh, just out of the demand of just like oh we we should have a youth ministry mm-hmm. like oh like we should just keep up with the norm like oh well, well this parish has a thriving one we we should. We should have one too, yeah. And and I I think that question is never asked. Well, then why why does this exist, and what exactly are we trying yeah. to do here? Yeah. And and I think that leaves um, some parishes, and you know, just I I don't think it's their fault. I mean, I think they're doing a youth ministry like out of a good, but it's just not informed. It's not directed. Yeah, uh, it just merely exists. And yeah. and I, I don't think youth ministry should just exist, but I think it should be uh, going somewhere as this pilgrim church is, yeah. is also going well, here's somewhere too. Here's another thing to bring up too. So this is an important distinction, right? 
So should youth ministry exist? If we mean that youth ministry is a parish process of evangelization aimed at a specific age group, in America, that means that there are full-time youth ministers. There are some parishes that have part-time youth ministers. Yeah. But it's interesting to think that like in every age of the church, the idea of youth ministry depended on the needs of that time. Yeah. So in the early church, what was the youth ministry? Well, it was any ministry to youth that the yeah. church, meaning the body of Christ, was ministering to. So, so like I've joked about this before, but I have the perfect youth ministry. Mm. I have the perfect youth ministry model. <laughs> I have it. It's called freaking love another person of the opposite sex so much that you create children. <laughs> yeah. I have the perfect relational ministry program, right? Yeah. Literally live with them for 18 years. Yeah. Safe environment is not cool with this, but <laughs> but they are actually because they're my literal freaking kids, yeah. right? Like like the holy family is the perfect yeah. youth ministry model. Now does that mean that we shouldn't have youth ministry? Well, I, well that, that's for the longest time since ever that that was the youth ministry and now it has developed into like this culture of just like, well, okay, now youth ministry only exists at your parish. Yeah. Like your, your parents aren't youth ministers anymore. Yeah. Uh, they're merely just your your parents to make sure that you go to school, yeah. <laughs> that you are kind. <laughs> yeah, and, and at the very least... And you might pray before meals. Yeah, and at the very least, the role of the youth minister is is sharing in the role of the pastor, which is to help his parishioners yeah. get to heaven, to help his parents help yeah. get their kids to heaven. To yeah, exactly. Like, like, yeah, you as a youth minister, your, your role is... Not, it, it's not a delegated duty from your pastor, but it is a shared one. The meaning yeah. that your pastor still has yeah. like all, all, all the say <laughs> pretty yeah. much as, as he should, uh, but meaning that he should still be invested largely yeah. in the youth ministry. And so if, if, if you have a pastor who's just, you know, kind of, you know, maybe he truly is delegating and is kind of checked out. Like, I mean, invitation after invitation, after invitation, supplying it with notes and just things of just what you are doing, what you aspire to do in the ministry, how he's included, how he's involved. Mm -hmm. Like that could be the best thing to do. I think, I, I think when you put, I mean, when you put youth ministry, like in, in that, in that huge scope, like it is like, it's, it's inspiring. And it's just like, Whoa, okay. That's, this is really cool. Like I, I, I feel, yeah, but I, I feel really great about my yeah. youth ministry yeah. role, but not everybody else feels that way. Yeah. Like maybe my pastor doesn't feel that way. Maybe my business manager, I, I feel like those are the first two to bring up mm -hmm. or, or maybe the rest of the parish just has no idea. Maybe the, the rest of the parish just looks at the bulletin or just sees like, okay, good. We have a youth ministry here. Are they doing anything exciting? No, they're not doing anything exciting. Like, okay, we don't have a good youth ministry, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I think in, in that sense, youth ministry can be really taxing because some some people in the parish just don't want to work with kids at all, Yeah, you know? Uh, and, and I think it's just a matter of just like an engagement. They, they might not know how to engage uh, the the youth of the community. And so I, I think some of the parish members just even like delegate it yeah. to the, this one person. Oh, this one person does it. And the fact that it's running, okay, like, yeah, it's good. But yeah. Uh, and maybe they might give money, you know, towards that. That that's if the pastor doesn't need the money for something else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but man, it it can just be emotionally taxing, like hearing hearing what you're saying about youth ministry and how how it fits like in this overall like process of evangelization, and uh, and then you're like, okay, bake sales. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why uh, I get so frustrated because um, yeah, you're literally spending five hours sitting down trying to help kids raise a hundred bucks to get right. To some but, event. but like, but yeah, I mean like that there are some fruits and advantages from the bake sale, true. you know, right. And, and it, depending on, on location, the situation, uh, you know, the, like the collection, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you totally. know, I'm sounding like Papa Roach right now. Yeah. Uh, sorry, inside joke. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> it's happening every episode. I'm so, far. so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like but the, it, but it's the, just, point, the point is, is but, like, you like bake sales are good, you know, but, but if you're looking forward to the bake sale a lot more than, than the transformation of hearts yeah. in the youth ministry, yeah. man, that I think there's some dysfunction. I think there could be some, some spiritual, like, uh, like damage that could be happening. Like, yeah, you know, or if, or it's just analyzing, if this is true, that this mm -hmm. is what youth ministry really is, mm -hmm. then can we start evaluating where we're spending our time mm -hmm. and can we start evaluating like, are we putting all the burden on ourselves yeah. to be the savior, like to be the youth minister? Because when you're the youth minister, people expect 
you to bring people oh, yeah. to Jesus. People oh, expect, yeah. like parents will expect, the parents expect you, you to, do to it. be relevant and hip and be able to speak the language of teens. Mm-hmm. But when you're the director of youth ministry, you're col- you're collaborating with the pastor and the bishop and the parents mm-hmm. to reach all the youth in your parish boundary. That's right. So when someone says, uh, well, we just need to teach them the faith, then you can bring up this conversation. That's great for kids that are here. Yeah. What are we doing as a parish for kids that are not here? Yeah. Or if it's the opposite, if you're doing all service, you're able to say, okay, that's great for the kids that need the service, but what are we doing for the families that are here? Yeah. And how are we encouraging them to take up this call to be missionary disciples? Mm-hmm. So it's a way to just start evaluating and thinking about where are we spending our time? Where are we spending our effort? And who's primarily responsible for youth ministry? Yeah. Um, I kind of, I was, I was meaning to hold off this story till another episode, but I think, I think it's important here. Like, I mean, I, I quit as the youth minister, my first year of youth ministry, mm-hmm. I stood up in front of all the, the parents and, um, the previous youth minister had only been there for two years. So everyone was really like still upset about that. Mm-hmm. And I had my first big information meeting and I was like, come learn about youth ministry. And so like, I don't know, 50 parents showed up or something, which was a lot for that parish. And it was like my first like actual big event. And I said, unfortunately, I want to announce to all of you guys right off the bat. I was like, unfortunately, I want to announce to all of you guys that um, um, I, you know, as of yesterday, I put in my resignation as the youth minister at this parish. And like one dude's mouth opened up so wide. I thought his jaw detached, like like a woman gasped audibly. I think someone just like fainted. I think someone fainted and fell over out of a chair. And um, And someone was like, yes. And then I was like, I don't like you. And um, I said, so I've quit as youth ministry or as the youth minister. And I said, thankfully, um, our pastor has accepted me as the director of youth ministry. You just straight emotionally manipulated everybody in that room. And so everyone's like, huh, what are you talking about? (laughs) And so I asked everyone, I said, raise your hand if you come in contact with a youth on a weekly basis. And then no hands. No, and everyone raised their hand. (laughs) I was like, raise your hand if you come in contact with someone else's teen or youth. Yeah. And like everyone raise your hand. I'm like, yeah. if you come in contact with a youth in our parish boundary, yeah. you do youth ministry. Mm-hmm. If you have a teen, if you come in, if you go to mass and you talk to another teen, you're doing youth ministry yeah. on behalf of our parish because you're part of our parish, right? If you showed up at this meeting, if you're not part of our parish, that's kind of strange. Why'd you kind of weird? <laughs> But like we're doing, we are all doing youth ministry together. We're all responsible for this. My job is to help the parish. Yeah. I'm I, like we said in the last episode. My job is to be a spirit-filled problem solver who has a parish-wide vision, who's helping the pastor and the whole parish come up with a vision. How are we going to do this? How can we best yeah. do this? How are we going to have the best resources to do this? And how are we going to pray for our teens? Yeah. So that's that's a very that's a shift that I think it takes so much pressure off of yourself. I don't have to be the cool hip have all the answers, super fun, attract everyone, like relational with every single youth. It takes mm-hmm. the pressure off. Mm-hmm. And it's like God has a plan for this parish boundary. The pa- the bishop and the pastor and the parents are primarily responsible. Yeah. How am I going to help this community do youth ministry? Yeah. That's it, I guess. No, no, that <laughs> no, it's it, it's solid, it's inspiring. It, it it just begs the question like does it like some some people's pastors might not even remotely be thinking that you know and so yeah, like, and not. so it, yeah. it, it begs it begs no, no no they 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 have a ton to work. they they've got somebody on the parking lot committee harassing them about the lack of handicap spots <laughs> they need to put yeah. down yeah. they they have the stewardship committee saying like oh we need to bring more money but we're also bringing in disciples too what so what's stewardship and so yeah. Yeah. and so like it's yeah not not saying that it is it is the fault of the pastor uh, that's why he's sharing the responsibility with you. But I mean, it does, it does require out of you, uh, like, like being the catalyst of that. And so I, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I, I lead my youth ministry in a manner that is going to beg questions. Mm. Like, like I, I want the, a lot of sketchy stuff. <laughs> I want the parish to be like, what is going on? Why, why is he doing that? You seems know, unsafe. Even, <laughs> yeah, even some other staff members too, you know? And like, uh, I mean, actually, I I have a I won't say their name, but they they mentioned uh, <laughs> they, they mentioned like uh, spending a like or they felt they were spending too much money like in their ministry, and I was saying like 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 how, well why do you think you're spending too much money? 
And they're like, well, like, you know, it's, it just costs a lot, you know, to, to bring in this one specific thing that they were talking about. I was like, yeah, but the, your, but the pastor and business manager approved it. They're like, well, well, yeah, but like, it, it's, it's still a lot of money. And I was like, okay, but like they approved it. Uh, it was up to them to actually be fully aware of how much it was going to cost. You just need to execute like, because they gave you the green light. And if there is an issue, then that creates an opportunity to have a really amazing discussion mm-hmm. about what you are doing yeah. in the ministry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, I mean, if they approved it, I mean, they, they approved it, like, I mean, without asking the real questions yeah. or, or without knowing what exactly is going on and, and the future of where you are wanting to take this ministry. So, I mean, I, I'm just always a fan of uh, radicalism, I, I guess, <laughs> you know, sure. I guess, well, I guess in the sense of like, uh, if somebody wants to do something that's outside the box, I'm always just a fan of like, yes, let's try it. Nobody else is doing it. Yeah. Let's, let's definitely do it. Uh, but uh, only when it is honed in on just this, this uh, like unified vision of youth ministry, being inclusive, constantly keeping people informed of what's going on too, and a constant invitation into what's happening as yeah. well. And so like at, at any time, like I'm trying to do things that are going to make people ask questions and just be like, wow, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I want them yeah. to feel like that even just viewing it yeah. or, or maybe there's a bunch of senior citizens involved in the parish. I, I, I'll just say this right now. If anybody's listening from my parish, I only put stuff in the bulletin because I know uh, that those who aren't invested in youth ministry, but still really care about youth ministry. That's the only information they get about the yeah. youth ministry department. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, man, I, I try as best as I can to beef up that bulletin post because hardly any of the families do it. None of the kids read the bulletin, but I know the rest of the parish who do have a love for the youth ministry, but just can't, you know, maybe like it's a time thing or anything like yeah. that. I, I just want them to just be like, what's this wild goose thing? <laughs> like yeah. I, I want what, what I'm doing to raise questions yeah, and yeah. I want them to come ask me because whenever they come to my office saying, you really should think about doing this in the youth exactly. ministry, exactly. I will say, I'm really glad you said that because here is the entire scope yes, of here, what I'm where, doing. Where if you're going to take my time, I'm going to take a little yeah, bit yeah. of your time where too. Does this fit? Yeah. So I'll, I'll create vision. this whole thing and then I'll say like, where do you see your thing occurring yeah. in this whole thing? And yeah. usually by that time they have no idea yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying because, or, or hopefully they do because I've explained it yeah. super yeah, yeah. clearly, oh, uh, well, but, but it puts into perspective what they're wanting that is trying to induce immediate results where I'm, I'm here for the long term. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're bringing up tactics versus strategy. Yeah. Or they're bringing up like they're bringing up things you could do and not seeing the bigger vision. So yeah. they they saw that someone they had some positive experience of a service project, a mission trip, a retreat, but those are all things you could do. Those are yep. all those are all uh unique answers to a problem. You're problem solving, mm-hmm. but those are like if you get the vision you'll figure out icebreakers later. If yep. you get the vision, you'll figure out whether or not to have a retreat or a day retreat oh, yeah. or a half retreat. If you get the vision, you'll figure out if your parent, your parish needs family catechesis or small group discipleship or large group or where yep. it all fits together. Like you'll figure that out. And it, it's a constant invitation though. So if that person's there in your, yeah. in your office, you say like, would, would you like to be a part of all this? Yeah. And you know, or I'll say like, I, I love your idea. I think that fits yeah. here. Yeah. Like in in this in this whole yeah. uh, plan of evangelizing these uh, these youth, like would would you like to be a part of that? And often it's like, well, no, I I think the youth ministry just should be doing this. Yeah. Like you know, oh, and then when they say that, when they kind of imply that they don't want to do it, but that they want that done, then I'll fire back at them and just say like, well, how, how about you come to one of our nights first? Like come to uh, at least a few of our nights, and then you let me know if you think that that should still be done. And, and maybe I'll, I'll find somebody yeah. else to do it, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, and, and typically they never come. So as a, as fo- a oh, sorry, it, I, it's just constant invitation to, or you'll, you'll really figure out, um, I, I guess, you know, I, I, youth ministry is just really hard in a lot of ways and it can be lonely in a lot of ways, oh, yeah. or it can seem really lonely. Yeah. And sometimes the only times you do hear from a parishioner is usually when there's an issue or they want something from yeah, you. Yeah. Or they have an too. idea that they feel like, why is this not happening? Or yeah, yeah. It, or it can come from a really good yeah. place too. Yeah. And, and you know, if, if they don't respond to a direct invitation, uh, I mean, that that's not always like a bad thing or it's not always yeah. malicious. I yeah. know that that's not the right word that I'm looking well, for. Well, the reason we're starting with this is because when you have clarity about your vision, a lot of the problems um, like lessen. When you have clarity about yeah. what youth ministry actually is, 
And then you can begin having conversations with other people about what they what they think youth ministry is. And honestly, I think an action item from this episode is to begin having those conversations, to begin yeah. asking people, instead of diving into what your ministry should be doing, what other parishes are doing, um, what the previous youth minister did, what, oh, what yeah. parents want, what pastors want, what, you, what your own pastor wants, is yeah. asking people, what do you think youth ministry should be? What, like, what is youth ministry? Why should it exist? You guys are paying me full time <laughs> to work here at the parish. What are we doing? Yeah. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Why am I here? Uh, and so I think when you start having those conversations, it's real. And, and when you craft a vision like this, I want to reach every single teen in our parish boundary. And so that means if they're already Catholic and want to dive deeper, like we want to make them missionary disciples. If, yeah. they, don't, if they don't care... We want to re- get them to the point where they're like fully bought in and have a personal relationship with Jesus. When you yeah. cast that vision, that that when you have clear when you have that type of clarity around that type of world changing mission, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting. A pastor is like, this sounds great. Like this yeah. sounds cool. Like let's spend all the money. Let's get all the people involved. <laughs> people are like, how do we help you accomplish this world changing mission? Yeah. For our specific city, our specific town, and then they sit in on that middle school small group, and they're like, "They're like, screw this! This, <laughs> this, I'm out. this is awful! I'm out. This is hard! This is yeah, I'm yeah. I'm done! That was that was a really nice yeah. talk, Edmund, but I'm out! That was that was awful!" So to kind of start summarizing, I mean, you can see that there's lots of different opinions about what youth ministry should consist of, what events should happen, and what focuses it should have. But when we have clarity about this, the mission of God in a parish yeah. boundary with the bishop and pastor and parents to a mm. specific age demographic. Yep. And that is really key that you're helping a parish boundary, but you're helping the the church community yep. do youth ministry. And yeah. you're seen as a resource. You're seen as yes. a catalyst. You're seen as clarity of vision. You're seen as helping articulate the pastor's vision and matching that with what parents need and what youth need. Mm-hmm. That's your goal. And that, that changes everything. It changes how your week schedule. It changes how you talk about it. It changes the conversations you have. It changes how you evaluate it in um, the Catholic Youth Ministry Mindset course that that we've created on the website. There's a part in there about the path of discipleship, and there's a quick spreadsheet where you can look at a way to evaluate and put into boxes what you're doing. So if you're super heavy on service, you know that there are other stages in the process of evangelization where you're weak. And this is something other people talk about, Eric Gallagher, Tim Glumkowski, um, Divine Renovation. It's an old thing, the catechumenal model. Um, the church tells us is like the model for all evangelization and catechesis. And so imagine if a parish had a whole process of evangelization. Well, actually imagine if your youth ministry was structured around the process of evangelization. So it takes all the pressure off of you. You don't have to find the perfect program. You just have to set up all the pieces in this process and talk to your parish about how we can best do this and how you're serving them. Right. I mean, because if you don't have those conversations, then somebody else is going to come up with a plan for you. Exactly. Whether that be an, uh, you know, well-intentioned but informed parent yeah. or just well-intentioned but informed parishioner. Yeah. Somebody else is going to come up with a plan for you. So when they come to your office and you don't have a plan or you you and your pastor have not had these very important conversations, then you're left with saying, okay, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So a few, um, a few you know, the action items would be to start facilitating these conversations with as often as you can, parents, your business manager, your pastor. Like what is youth ministry? Some other... Um, some other things to do, some church documents that are going to be really worth reading here are going to be Evangelii Nunciandi, um, which is on evangelization, the church's document on evangelization, mm-hmm. Catechese Tridende, church's document on catechesis, and Redemptoris Missio. And so if we if we kind of summarize the process of evangelization, this is not a perfect way to do this, but to talk about evangelization, talk about catechesis or making disciples, and then to talk about missionary activity, mm-hmm. those will take you really, really far. If you wanted to get some extra credit, read Evangelii Gaudium, which kind of summar you're going to hear those three documents kind of rehashed yeah. and summarized in this context of missionary discipleship. And then obviously, like there are church documents, the USCCB renewing the vision, which is kind of older. It needs to be updated probably, but, but you're going to hear some of these things. And so just be thinking in your mind about Ephesians 1, the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 1, the mission of God as you're reading these things and mm-hmm. and listen for this call for the church to take up this process of evangelization for youth, for K through six, for young adults, for adults. Um, a parish should be helping uh, accomplish the mission of God across that process of evangelization for all the people in their parish yeah. boundary. How, how can, uh, Evan, how would you answer 
this uh, for a youth minister right now, um, if if they want to really define uh, youth ministry right now with their pastor or whoever their supervisor is, how how would they go about doing that? Like how what would they say? Like mm-hmm. what would be their definition? Yeah, well, what would be what would be step one for seeking out their pastor or supervisor in having this kind of conversation? Oh, I would ju- yeah, I would just schedule a, t- a meeting, like I would or take them out for lunch or something, and just yeah. Um, one one question would be, what to you would be, how would you know that we have a successful youth ministry? Yeah. Like how would how do you measure success? Yeah, what would we be doing that would communicate to you that we have a successful youth ministry? Yeah. And then they're gonna say some things, some like tangible, practical things. But I think then the next question would be like, why do par- why should parishes have youth ministry? And, and like be really open, listen to what they say and like affirm the things that they're saying. Um, and then try to like craft this, have this conversation about, um, you know, we want everyone to go to heaven. God wants everyone to go to heaven yeah. and God's plan for accomplishing that through churches, through the church. Yeah. I, I think what's, what's important too is, is that you tell your pastor, you just say, father, like, like I, I realize that you're sharing this duty with me. Therefore I, I want to say exactly what you say. Yeah. I know that I resent represent you. I resent, I resent you. <laughs> I represent you in, in this parish. That, therefore, if somebody says something or asks a question, uh, I want it to, I want to have already, you know, like ideally yeah. had this conversation with you. And, and I want to say exactly how you would say it. Yeah. And that's a good point because the way that you accomplish a process of evangelization uh, for your parish is going to depend on the culture, the people, your, your the time, yeah. Um, all the resources, all of those things. And so it might not look like a parish in Texas. It might not look like small group ministry somewhere else. It might, I mean, if it's South Africa compared to Alaska compared to, it's going to look different. And so it also depends on what, what your pastor, how your pastor is expressing or listening to that call of God to reach people in his parish boundary. So it's going to change. And those are all tactics. Those are all maybe like strategy, but we're talking vision. We're talking like, what are we trying to accomplish yeah. here? So this was a great episode, probably a little long, but I hope you'll forgive us for that. Where can people go, Faith, Nick, to uh, to find the show? The website is the longest in the world, catholicyouthministrypodcast.com. You can also find uh, the course, um, a quick start guide to this mindset about youth ministry and approaching your full-time parish uh, ministry work in, in youth ministry at catholicyouthministrypodcast.com slash mindset. Uh, you can watch this podcast on YouTube and Facebook and listen to it probably everywhere podcasts are uh, produced because Faith is our producer and she's going to produce it everywhere. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, thanks for being here. Let us know in the comments what you think. Any other, anything else? Comment. Uh, what should they comment? Unicorn. Comment CYO. Comment CYO. There you go. Just so, you, just so we know that you're here. Thanks, everyone, and thanks for your yes to being in this ministry. Love you. Bye.